I'm on a mission to cut through the noise and the nonsense to bring you the very best information from the most authentic spiritual experts on the planet. Sign up to my newsletter at natalielouisefox.com and you'll get access to my free seven-day Get Into Gratitude course. So you can start to feel that beautiful, elevated energy of gratitude more consistently and see the effects that it has on your life. How I define spirituality is a connection with something greater than our personality selves. We could think of it in terms of something deeper, in terms of something more authentically us, our true essence. We could think of it something higher. People describe it as a higher self, uh, an I am presence, a Christ consciousness. But all of these titles just point to something more than who we are at the moment. I was six years in a dark night of the soul and on the other side of that was like I'm back and the bigger the crisis or the bigger the challenge the bigger the gifts usually on the other side is usually the rule so six years in that dark place on the other side I was a very different person I couldn't recognize myself and I started doing stuff that I would never have recognized back then my name is Steve Nobel my job title changes it's a bit fluid it's um, depends on the time of year what I'm doing uh, a healer facilitator awakener guide for some people facilitator um, not quite sure titles but it, I mean it's a good way to describe me temporarily but I'm changing so I don't know what title I'd give myself next month The three pathways of awakening are what I've come across in my experience. There may be more, but I think these three paths kind of hold most people's experience. First path is, I call it the smooth path. And it doesn't mean it's without challenge. It just means that there's an awakening or something happens, it's triggered, that makes someone look at the magic, look at something deeper, the light. Um, they might go off doing crystal healing workshops. They might find a Reiki healer but they're on a path where they start to explore what is this all about, this energy, this consciousness all about, this idea that many people find we create our reality, for example, and they start following that, or some spiritual principles, they start following that, and they find their life changes from uh, being more constricted or confined to be more expansive. There's more possibility, more fluidity. There are challenges in every path, but that one, there's always the magical element. Uh, there's a shift from a so-called negative life to something more positive from a constricted to something more open uh, to something more flowing and synchronistical. The other path is we could call it the path of crisis it's, or the rough path. So this one can come through a divorce, it can come through a redundancy, it can come through ill health and near-death experience. Um, there are some paths where the near-death experience actually, like shamanism, for example, near-death can actually indicate 
the shamanic path for some people. This path is, there's a lot of external challenges. Actually, life might change dramatically. They might find that their whole situation goes, you know, they may no longer be working in the same way. They may have a different sense of possibility, but it's, it's a challenge, it's more challenging. It's a bit like being on a, on a ship and being shipwrecked, actually. Uh, you're wrecked on a new shore, but the old life is gone, but you, you know, what do I do now in this place? And how do I survive? How do I build a fire? And how do I map this new territory? That's the rough part. And the third path is the super rough path. And the this was one I went through in the 2010 that kicked off for me. So the super rough path is an existential crisis, which means there is a deep internal shift. There may be a collapsing of old structures like ego structures. Who am I? What's important? What do I love? What do I not love? Uh, what do I identify with? It's no longer there anymore. And when it happens, it can be really discombobulating is the word. I mean, that's a word that can happen a lot with people on this path. Discombobulation, my goodness, where am I now? But why it's super rough is because the internal crisis also activates an external crisis. You've got to pay the rent. You've got to know how to make money. Um, and when you're going through this internal crisis, the external challenges can seem much more challenging than before. Paying the rent or finding a place to live can be very challenging when you're going through this internal crisis. And an existential crisis can be kicked off by something like a kundalini experience this awakening in the body of energy that flows upwards it can come from an ayahuasca or something like that psychedelics um, it can come through a very very intense spiritual practice that actually activates something so for example someone doing a lot of mantra work over and over and again can activate something that throws them into this crisis and i knew someone like that if anybody listening to this is going through anything like that there is the light on the other side every dark night ends um, we just have to stay with it and trust the process, really. So the first one you could call divine discontent. There's a kind of rumbling of, my life might seem good on the outside, but I'm feeling off kilter, out of sorts. And I need to change something, so, you might decide to create more space for you and your partner. You might decide to take a break. You might decide to reconfigurate your work. You might decide, all these kind of things. But if it doesn't work, the process is rumbling on. And then that increases to tension. What happens, divine discontent increases to tension. There's a tension. And the tension comes from the pull of the internal, the authentic, the soul, the essence. It's pulling or pushing. <coughs> And then there's the ego or personality that's going, what's happening? I don't like this. I don't trust this. Um, maybe I just need to do some more retail therapy. Or So there's this kind of push and pull that goes on. The soul usually increases the energy of it, increases the intensity, and the ego tries to resist even more, but then it, it can't resist it. And it comes to a point of choice. <clears throat> and the choice point is, am I going to accept this and go with it and flow with it? or am I gonna keep resisting it or try and abort it? If you decide to flow with it, the more magical and easy usually your process is, the more you try and resist it. it. Dark night of the soul was caused for me because I resisted it to a point that my internal world, it kind of went And there are ways of, of resisting. You can distract yourself with all kinds of projects and busyness. You can create dramas that, that 
keep you also distracted, you can create fights. And this is a, it's a strange one, but some people, when they're ready to step out, will actually create a conflict. It's one I have actually experienced. So I'd rather fight with this person than step out into... So, for example, might be um, someone gets kicked out of the corporate world, which is very common for starseeds because the corporate world don't really like starseeds very much because the energy of the corporate world is a bit down, usually, and the starseeds' energy is up. So the, and the starseed might go, I'm indignant, I'm going to take out a case, and I'm going to fight you. You can't, I mean, this is what happened to me. I eventually had to leave one job, and I thought, shall I take out a tribunal against them, get a few thousand? But the fight, you know, it's like, the fight would have been such a distraction. I thought, no, I'm on the journey, off I go. And it doesn't mean that everyone shouldn't actually take, a, take up a case, because some people it might be the right way to kind of reclaim their own power. But for me, you have to, have, I think, it's be careful about the fights we, we choose and engage with. Uh, it might be apathy. I'm too tired today to do it. It might be, I'm frightened to do it. I don't know. Or it might be what my friends will think of me. It might be kind of a vague, unknown fear. I don't know why I'm afraid, but I am, which might be a past life. Last time you did it, you got or killed or hung or something. And that's quite common. You know, when I'm about to step out on the path, last few lifetimes, you know, the forces went bang. So I'm a bit frightened of somebody doing that. It could be anything. It could be comparison. Who am I? You know, you know, all these amazing people doing these journeys, and I'm just this ordinary guy. So the more conscious we are of the pattern, the more we can deal with it. The more unconscious it is, the more it has a strong impact. It's a bit like a submarine. If a submarine is submerged and it shoots torpedoes at your ship, it's harder to find it. But once it's kind of emerged on the ocean, bang, you can neutralize it, transform it. All resistance patterns can be transformed. The ego is just a protection device because it's protecting us in 3D. And 3D is dangerous, so we need a protection device. But when we start stepping into 4D, the protection device doesn't know how to defend against what's there. So the, the, the protection device needs to be upgraded. And the ego will be upgraded eventually. Eventually. <laughs> but it fights and kicks. I don't want to be upgraded. No. You might have tantrums, you know, about it. You might be on the floor pounding the floor. I don't want to do this. It's unfair. Why are you demanding me, universe, to do this? You know, some people are angry at God, but ultimately all resistance is futile. If you watch Star Trek, you'll know where that comes from. <laughs> so when people resist, you can say a calling or an impulse to step out or to do step out the familiarity zone. Then what happens is the tension or the divine uh, discontent gets stronger the it takes much more energy to resist so if the if the resistance takes the form of addiction the addiction has to increase in energy to match the impulse so somebody might need to take more of the stuff to keep the the impulse at bay or might have to do more addictions shopping or more sex or more distractions or more partying so all of that but eventually even that stops working and they have to surrender um, the more you resist, the more the tendency could be to go down the rough or the super rough path. So that's not something I recommend. So it's better to open to it. And we all resist. I resist still. I mean, when I woke up after the dark night of the soul in 2016, I kind of started to feel, oh, I'm out. I'm feeling connected again. So I had this voice. I was waking up and had a voice coming to my mind going, it's time to teach about ascension and star seeds." And I thought, that's not good news. I didn't want to do that. I didn't believe in it particularly. And so I had to look at it and go, well, I can't resist it. All right, I'll do it. I'll say yes. And I started saying yes, not really knowing what I was doing. In the early stages, I was winging it, as you say. 
you know, I think I know, you know. And people go, this is amazing, it's incredible what you're saying. Is it? I don't know. So I had to really get more comfortable with the journey. And uh, there are more levels, so I got, I got more, another impulse to, do, to step out and do more. And I'm like, I don't really want to do this, but okay, I'll do it. So we can embrace that I don't really want to do this, but I'll do it. It feels uncomfortable to do this. The classic journey is the hero's journey, as by, uh, described as Joseph Campbell. It's an archetypal journey. There's a calling and a refusal, a calling and a refusal, and eventually the, we accept the journey. We step through the threshold. So we're actually essentially stepping on a journey we don't know. But what guides us is our intuition, our, should I go that way or that way? And it's really about trusting our GPS. And there's another aspect to the GPS, which is not about a guide telling us, it's about what is truly meaningful for me? What do I truly value? So I asked myself these questions. So I did this exercise, what do I truly value? And I valued spirituality. So when I looked at my old 3D job, is there any spirituality here? No. I, I valued ongoing learning and growing. Is there any growth here? No, I was at a standstill. I valued creativity and fun. Any fun and creativity here? A little bit of problem solving, which was kind of creative, I suppose, but very limited. I'd valued adventure. There was no adventure in that. So all these things which I really valued was not happening in this world. So I took the step out into the unknown. We step out of the zone. And at the edge of the zone of the known and the unknown are these guardians. And the guardians are things like fear, inner critic, whammy, yammy, yammy, don't do it. You're not clever enough. You're not talented enough. You don't have a PhD enough. So we have to go past those yammy, yammy voices out into the unknown. And that's where the universe starts to support. So really it's trusting the journey that some part of you knows the journey. There are other aspects of this, that whatever skills and talents we've accumulated in our journey will always make sense further down the line. So I was in banking for 10 years, money. And I mean, I didn't like it whatsoever. I was a round peg in a square hole. But later on I became, in the, in the, the organization I began to direct, alternatives. I was the one holding the money. I was the one dealing with money. I was the one letting the money grow. I was the one holding the vision of abundance and paying people and dealing with bills and everything. And I really liked it. I liked dealing with money. And then it was around, and then when I stepped out into my own business, it was around energies of money and, and holding a business and being entrepreneurial. So all the skills we develop earlier on become apparent later on. The other aspect of soul purpose is twofold. One is what challenges have you faced in your life that you, you are overcoming degree by degree? <clears throat> that might be, for example, a, a big fear of visibility. A lot of authors have that fear of visibility. So whatever our challenges often point to where we're going. I'm afraid of speaking in front of people. Go and speak in front of people. I'm afraid of being visible writing a book. Go write a book. <clears throat> I'm afraid of revealing that I really want to be a dancer. Go be a dancer. What we're afraid of, we must step towards. What we find is a big challenge in our life, we have to find a way of getting through because then we can help others. So my parents blocked anything spiritual or magical. So I have to go to the spiritual magical. My ex-wife blocked spirit and magic and I have to go there. So what we're most blocked is where we have to go. And it's almost like we put the blocks, we put the blocks there and we try and find ways around them, over them, under them to real build our, our strength of, I did it, I got over that block. And then you can help people further back. You know, all the coaches and healers and therapists are people who've gone through stuff and then go, I've gone through all this, I can maybe help them. 
So that's another aspect of calling. Where we're most challenged can be a clue. What we're afraid of is a clue. What books, plays, films we're drawn to, the themes are clues of where we're being called. And also the, the other clue is, of course, the energy inside of our body. You can actually meditate on it. Where am I feeling this calling? Where is the energy? What does it feel like? What color is it? What's the emotion of it? What's the voices in it? And expand it out and just play it as, as energy. A calling is energy. We need to learn to play the creative game, play, have fun, view money as a game. Don't take it so seriously. When we view money as a heavy energy, it becomes heavy. We can't hold on to it or we let it go because it's dangerous or nasty. I came from a averagely neurotic working class British family and they had a lot of poverty consciousness going on. My mother used to ring the calendar uh, and one day I asked her, what, when I was a kind of adult, I said, what are all those red circles on your calendar? She said, I thought it was something meaningful, like someone's birthday. She said, well, that's the gas bill, that's the electric bill, and that's the council tax, and that's the so And I was like, oh, really? Is that it? Is that the important events in your life? So I grew up with poverty consciousness, even though I was working in banking, earning a reasonable amount of money. My, my then wife was in the banking. We had a very cheap mortgage with all that stuff. We, we were not really abundant. Poverty is an internal, it might sound crazy for someone who feels they're in poverty, but it's an internal state of story, belief system, uh, energy, that we, we may have all kinds of ideas about money, for example. It's very common for, for, for spiritual people. I'll talk about spiritual people now. Spiritual people may have lifetimes where to be uh, rich meant you can't be spiritual. So we have stories about money, but that doesn't mean the system isn't bucked, you know, it isn't like fixed. It is fixed. But that doesn't mean you can't escape the system. And, but first we have to look at our own internal rules around money and wealth and success and redefine all those things for ourselves and <clears throat> look at our beliefs around money, you know. On the one hand, I want more money. On the other hand, I might feel Maybe my friends will stop liking me. Maybe my ego will expand and I'll become an ego ma maniac. Maybe I'll just crash and burn. You know, maybe I'll just get the 10 Rolls Royces and whatever, you know, whatever happens. Um, one of the ways to tell what, our, what we think about money is to just ask yourself the question, wealthy people are dot, dot, dot. And just write, wealthy people are lucky, uh, criminals, or what, just, just process it out. And then do the next question, poor people are. Poor people are, now some people might say they're scroungers, some people might say they're very unlucky, some people might say, you know, it goes on, whatever the story is. It's all stories we make up, and once we become conscious of the story, we can change the story. I had a deep belief from somewhere that money was evil when I started doing it. It came up, money is intrinsically evil, and I have to avoid it, and of course I was avoiding it. So on the one hand, I want to be more wealthy, but if I have a belief that money is intrinsically evil, I want it, <laughs> you must be joking, I want it, and it might be conscious mind, I want it unconscious, you must be joking, or consciously I want it unconsciously, do you remember that lifetime where you were killed for that money? Or your family were all slaughtered because you had money? I don't think so. So do you see all these, that kind of push-pull? When we become aware of all that, and we can start to integrate, and we go, you know, yeah, even though in the past I've suffered because of having money, even though I might have been an egomaniac, 
that doesn't mean I have to be it now. Now money is fuel for the journey. And when you have a soul calling, you need money. The other thing about money for starseeds is that money does carry a certain energy, which is a collective energy. So a lot of people intuitively don't want it. Uh, sensitive people go, money, because it flows in your energy field. And you, you imagine receiving 10,000, that's an energy. And if it's carrying a lot of projection, you go, ugh, I don't know if I want this. So actually there are ways of learning to filter out money and actually purify it. So on my YouTube channel, there is a 5D transmission on money which filters out and cleanses and opens up new channels expands your ability to hold it and not just release it and drain away i use that process in myself and now i find money i view it as kind of yeah that's nice there's five thousand there or ten thousand there okay where should i put it you know or what should i do with it or how do we make it flow so the idea about money is that the journey continues also it's about giving and receiving so as i receive there's a certain amount of giving so giving free content on YouTube channels and making all this available. People are sending me donations, you know, have a donation, it's very nice. Or uh, Insight Timer, I'm getting donations, which is uh, very nice to receive. So you, the more you give, there is a natural giving and receiving. Some people are just good at giving, <coughs> and which means they're emptying themselves. And some people are good at receiving and not giving, and that's called hoarding. So it's a natural flow. And it's only a game. And when you go on the journey, you need money for the journey. You need to pay for the, if you're starting a website, a website, if you're starting a business, your part-time staff, if you're doing the training workshops, training to be whatever, you need money for that. You need money to fly to America or whatever. Money is a form of exchange. And a lot of healers have a block to it because they feel I should be giving everything away, but they need to heal that. Uh, people are paying for your time, your energy, your love. And some people think it's okay to receive money if I hate it. You know, a lot of people in the stock markets or I've met these people, they don't like what they're doing, but they like just getting a load of money for doing something they don't like. But to do something that you love can feel like I shouldn't be paid for, it's heresy. So when I transitioned out of the corporate 3D job, I started volunteering at the beginning and I volunteered on a bookstore and we were selling books and I was really loving it. And at the end of the evening, the guy said to me, I want to give you 10 pounds. I was like, whoa, man, this is fun. You shouldn't be giving me money. He said, accept it, receive it. So I took it. I didn't actually frame it, but I had the thought I should frame this because it's my first experience of receiving money joyfully. So a lot of people can receive money through doing stuff they don't like or, you know, but to receive a lot of money doing something you love is the step, is the journey, is expanding out, you know, and that's, it's fun doing it actually, you know, yeah. So my YouTube channel's had a lot of interest, a lot of success, and it's kind of virally growing. At the moment, it's about 74,500 people on YouTube. And word of mouth and all the rest of it increases it. I think it'll probably be 100,000 by early next year. Um, the success is of it. Um, how can I describe it? What I do is I, I get something comes to me. <clears throat> I get the kind of guidance, do X. And at the beginning, I was like, what? is that and I have to kind of play with it and work with it and then when I get it in my own system I go oh okay I get it so this process is around going from there there and then going there and if I run it through my system and if it works I go well, if it works for me it works for other people so then I put it out so with anything I get which sometimes comes in a dream state sometimes comes when I'm in a sacred landscape or sometimes comes when I'm in the shower or in the bath you know bath's a great place for inspiration 
and I get, okay, what is this? Oh, it's, it's about releasing fear. How are we going to do that? I ask them, well, how are we going to do that then? And then they take me through a process and I go, is it, is it complete? Anything missing? I think there's something missing. What is missing? And then they're like, uh, that's missing. It's like a staircase. Is that, oh, it runs like a circuit. It runs through my system. So if it runs through my system, it runs through other people's systems. I think that's why they're successful. And, and people get that the meditations are not some guy just, just telling me something around. I'm embodying it in my field and offering it so they will embody it in their field. I'm not trying to send them off into some distant, lovely paradise. I'm trying to get the energies in here and neutralize and open them to what's in front of them.